Welcome to another episode of Build Your Authority with me, Fergus Matheson. Today's guest is Leslie Evans. She wrote the book, Defunct Yourself. Thank you very much for joining me today, Leslie. Thank you for having me. It's uh, such a wonderful opportunity. No problem at all. So could you briefly introduce yourself to the audience and your book, Defunct Yourself? Sure. My name is Leslie Evans, and I actually hail from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, I am a psychiatric nurse therapist by trade and have been doing that for 30 years. Also a Reiki master, certified angel practitioner and Akashic Records practitioner. And uh, really, uh, I'm, I'm all about melding that whole medical model with, uh, with the alternative therapies um, and really helping those people that are overwhelmed in life um, with all the things they have to do in the day and forgetting about themselves and, and really losing themselves in that process and what they can do to get out of that funk that they've put themselves into. That's fantastic. How did you, how did you come up with the book? Did you, see, did, you, did you just see that this was happening time and time again through the people that you're working with or...? Well, it's, it's, for me, I guess it's an interesting story. So like I said, I've worked in this field for 30 years and uh, January of 2020. So just before all of COVID came, came into our lives, um, I came down with vertigo, um, which is quite debilitating in the beginning and, and uh, haven't been able to do the frontline work because I've worked in public health for those uh, 29 years before then. And I couldn't work the frontline work. And um, then COVID came and, and just everybody was so fearful and overwhelmed and all of, all of that emotion was going on in the world. And, and I really thought, you know, I know I can't do the work that I would normally do by working with my clients that I've worked with for years, um, but there's gotta be something I can do with this almost 30 years of experience to uh, kind of get, get it out there and help people through this time. And so it came to me to put some of that down in a book. And so you're right, I, I've worked in urgent care and community mental health. And really, I found myself giving the same set of advice over and over and over again. And so that's what happened. That's what, uh, that's what I put in the book. Yeah, defunct yourself. And it's really all uh, tips to really guide you out of the funk that you're in. What, what are the good things that's happened to you by writing a book? Uh, so for me, writing a book, uh, I really felt like um, the it. I wasn't defined by the limitations of the vertigo anymore. I was able to get that experience and of life and in my work out there on paper to help uh, others. Um, you know, it can put you in quite a funk when something like that happens and your world gets a little bit tossed about. And uh, so I just wanted to give a nice, simple set of strategies for people to be able to work their way through it too. So that's changed in, in being able to feel like I'm contributing again with the experience that I have. As well, I've just um, met a whole ton of other people that have stories to tell and who wanna get their, their stories out there and, and who we can all learn from. So that's been really neat too. 
so you think that you've you, by this by putting this book out here you've given people inspiration to do well in their own lives exactly that yeah that's very succinctly put but yes it absolutely is so what were the things that you or the things that you stumbled over during the process of, of writing your book uh, you know I can talk about in the beginning when I thought you know I've got all this experience and how do I put this on paper? And that in itself was quite overwhelming. Where do I start? How do I even put this on paper? All of those things. And um, and for somebody that's never worked in that world before writing a book or, or publishing or anything, it was that was quite an experience. And, and as synchronicities happen, when you just kind of settle yourself and you breathe through it, um, I met a gal, um, Kelly Filardo, who who had a program that said, let me help you write your book. And so she really simplified things for me by just saying, why don't you sit down and think of 10 things that if somebody was sitting in front of you, 10 things you would say to them to help them. And I said, oh, well, that's easy. Like I can name those off like the back of my hand. She says, there you go. There's your chapter titles. And that's what started it. So yeah. So (laughs) it was about niching that down, like as in, not looking at the whole elephant and then ta- taking those chapters and literally just li- just from that point and then brainstorming. Right, right. So it was just even just giving me a starting point that um, I also didn't have to fit all 30 years of my experience in one book. <laughs> you know, you can just start simply, which is what I love to live by is, is simplify and if you've got more, you can you can write another book later. Just start and start simply. So that was um, it was eye opening for me to not feel like I had to put it all in one book. It's a start. That's, that's what most people do with most things, isn't it? Make it harder than what it needs to be. And mm-hmm. obviously, people see like author or and obviously it's the content as well as the of the the actual book itself. But they they sort of see this as this authority figure that they can never, never reach to, but it's just about getting started. It's exactly it. It's exactly it. And and you think about all the self-help gurus that are out there and, and it's a little overwhelming to think, Oh, I'm, you know, that's the kind of category that I'm going to be in, but I'm not like those self-help gurus. Like I'm not a, a Tony Robbins or a, you know, a, Brené Brown or or I me and I know what uh, what I've said to people over and over and over again and once I was able to just say my message is important then it allowed my you know it allowed me to write the words down on paper how did you keep yourself as a as an individual and and maybe even put bits of your own humor in there and and make it sort of like so it, it pushed your personality out of the page uh, you know again uh, I had such a great uh, uh, structure to it that was given to me just to keep um, that format and so it, it was really about what's your tip what's the example that you have from your own experience and and for me I I don't like dry reading I you know um and that even though it's a serious subject to, to work your way out of a funk, 
it's not all laughs, but you know, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself too. So uh, definitely with the writing. Um, the other thing that I know is just to allow your words to flow. Like don't look at it and edit it as you're going. Just allow your words to flow and, and, you know, allow it to come out. You can always go back once everything's written. But if you start editing um, while you're going or like you put a sentence down and you say, I don't like that, it really stops the flow of who you are and the words that you have on your heart. So don't worry about how it looks when it comes out because <laughs> you can fix that. And there's people that there's people that can help you fix that. Um, you've just got to let it just write it down. Yeah, because it's difficult, isn't it? Because we live in this sort of almost this sort of perfect society that is just about getting started and not not expecting that it's going to be right first time. Exactly. I mean, if you've never written a book before, how are you supposed to know how it goes? <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to be perfect at it when you haven't done it before, right? So you just allow it to go and allow it to not be perfect. And then, like I said, you can you can go back. You you've let your words that are on your heart out. You can go back and make them sound prettier after. Um, and there's also people that you can hire that can read it and help it to sound prettier too so um you know that's i think that was a barrier too and it's a barrier for a lot of people i've seen it's just oh but i i don't know how to write it's okay you don't know how to write just write what's on your heart and then you can you can pretty it up after how important is it to have somebody else's perspective there just to to read over it and just to make sure that it, it makes sense i know with things like Obviously, he was a, he's quite a big author or writer, Ernest Hemingway, that they always talk with the Ernest Hemingway app to make it almost to a school grade level, don't they? So that everybody can understand, because obviously, if you make it too hard for somebody to understand, then you're not, you could be not concentrating on the people that you're trying to catch to, to actually speak to. Right. Um, I think for, for me, I sent... Um, my draft to not only um, sort of some friends that I work with in the mental health field to get their opinions on it, but also people that didn't work in mental health, because um, sometimes we can get caught up in our own language, like our, our own ling. And I wanted to make sure that it was something that spoke to everyone um, so, that, so that it was understandable and it wasn't using therapy language. Um, I want everybody to look at the book and say, no, I can do that. Well, that's something that is simple and I can take those steps and I can, um, I, you know, I can do this. And so getting both of those opinions was really important. Would you recommend people to even like get them to have people that read the book from different countries as well? You know, I think that's probably a good idea um, because it, every, every person from um, any different country or different background, um, they have just different ways of seeing things. And so um, on the other hand, you also can't get overwhelmed by 
um, the way everybody looks at things because you you might just not be able to speak to everyone. <laughs> um, so you got to be careful with getting too many opinions as well, I think. Um, and and uh, because that can also overwhelm you and stop your you know stop your flow if you have um, if you know what you've written is is what you're wanting to get out there but you also have found feedback from other people that maybe doesn't fit that book that doesn't mean you can't write another book it, it, it sounds like you almost need like a circle of people that are experts like you did you went out to the mental health field and then have people that are almost like know how to write write a book if that makes sense that mm -hmm. those are the two areas just coming off the top of my head that you would you would reach out to so that you're not you're not getting just an opinion you're getting a, uh, a constructive opinion because otherwise it's it's um you're just getting a review aren't you <laughs> right right so you know the mental health experts were important for me to to make sure that, and that was probably the hardest people to reach out for putting this out there, my experience, just to make sure that it makes sense to them. Um, and then you have, like you said, your author or your writing people that look at the wording and the copyright and how it sounds, how it flows, rather than just a content point, it's just how that content flows. Um, but the third person that I also really appreciated looking at that would be a, a regular everyday person to just look at that and to be able to say, no, this makes a lot of sense. And this was helpful to me. Um, yeah. Men mental health professionals that you, you, you reached out to, how, how did you do that? Did we, dad, did you, all, before you wrote the book, did you already have relationships that they were people from, people and you used sort of the connections that you had to to even get to the to know these people or was it just simply that you wrote a nice letter and asked if they could read your book how did that how did that work so working in mental health for as long as I have 30 years I have made a few connections so I did send it to some people that I really respect um, that in the field that I work in and um, that would know um, exactly what I was trying to, to get across, which is simplicity, simple steps. Um, and uh, so that, that was definitely who, it was trusted people um, that, that I've worked with and that I respect in, in my field. Um, as for um, the authors, like I said, I, I happened to upon Kelly Filardo and just my travels and, and, and just, well, I haven't really traveled my my internet travels these days for the last year and a half. Um, and uh, she was speaking on a summit that I attended and, and uh, the rest is history. And, and, but part of being with Kelly was I became part of a writer's group, which allowed me access to a community of writers who could look at it and also give their feedback as well. Fantastic. I think on summary or on conclusion, I think it's, it's always good to get a perspective, but is to get the right perspective and to almost target those people or weigh up those choices that you're making to, to get that perspective and that opinion from.
for your book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to get those opinions. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to um, take those opinions and use them in the way you want, because not everyone will see um, the book that you're wanting to write too. And so taking those opinions in and sometimes you say, well, no, that didn't really fit with what I wanted to portray. So also being able to do that is important too. Knowing what you want the book to, uh, how you want the book to reach people and what you want it to do. So, you know, the, the opinions and the, and the feedback is great. And also knowing yourself, what you want the book to be about. Oh, definitely. It's fantastic to have you on the show today, Leslie. Is there anywhere people can catch you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's, uh, I have uh, a website. It's uh, www.riseofthephoenix.org. And um, so absolutely, you can find me there. You can email me or get a hold of me there. Or I'm happy to also uh, do a, like a half hour discovery call if anybody just wanted to have a chat about what was going on in life and uh, wanted to see if there was some digging to do. I'm, I'm always happy for, to, to meet for half an hour on Zoom and just uh, chat free discovery call and and just see where that goes fantastic thank you so much thank you for the, the conversation today and um speak again soon thank you it was wonderful being part uh being here with you fergus thank you